This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Wider signs saying beware of pickpockets often encourage pickpockets to hang around those areas. The answer to that at the end of the show. My name's Tom Scott and this is Lateral. On this show, it is the return of the question team. We have three people who spend a lot of their time setting up questions for others. We start from Escape This Podcast, Bill Sunderland. Hey, I'm back. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to answer some questions. So you're with the same folks who were were setting questions as last time. How did it feel being, being a returning person to the show with people who are now usually on your end of things? Oh, it's it's interesting. The problem the problem is I always do both because while on the main episodes of Escape This Podcast, I'm behind the scenes run helping the escape room run and, and, and being the one with all the answers, I have to do all the playtesting. So I have to play them all first, get them all right, see how so I'm used to both sides. Uh and, and clearly the uh, Daniel and Lizzie are both uh, good at answering questions as well, because I think we smashed it last time. Oh yeah. Also joining us from Murder She Didn't Write and from being a question producer for multiple TV shows, Lizzie Skipiak. That's correct. Two points to you, Tom. This is how we're doing it this time. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. That's, that's been uno reversed on me and I do not like it. How are you doing? It was your first time on the show last time. How are you feeling coming back? Yeah, I'm glad to be back. I really enjoyed myself. I like that we got lots right, and I'm ignoring <laughs> the many deviations we took to get there, because they were fun. <laughs> also joining us is a puzzle editor for The Telegraph and a writer for Quiz Show Only Connect, Daniel Peake. Good day. How was it for you to be on here last time as, as a question answerer instead of a setter? Great fun. I love having light bulb moments because normally when you're writing questions you you want people to have that aha moment it's genuinely fun to see other people have it but to have one myself was that was absolutely lovely the thing with writing questions is you always have the internet at your side so you just quickly google and you go yes right i know the answer to that here none of that makes it a lot harder also you stream puzzles on your twitch stream i do do you ever have to quickly do some referencing on the side there to make it work? I may have a second monitor just over there <laughs> for such a thing. Uh, luckily, I have a very intelligent chat which helped me out, and I'm very open to having, once I ask for help, the chat helping me out. I do not know everything, and I'm very upfront with the fact that I don't know everything. Setting expectations at exactly the right level <laughs> for lateral. <laughs> so, good luck to all three of you. I... I'm not reading a limerick, David. Like, do a limerick. Do the limerick. Yeah. David, the producer, has written a limerick for the segue into the... I'm going to have to... I'm just gonna and note, Tom is going to read that I've just got a note that says, read the limerick. Now that our guests have been met, they are ready to face the threat of my tricky clues that will make them confused and test their lateral mindset. That's... It doesn't even scan. Here's question one. <laughs> 
Hungarian composer Franz Liszt could be regarded as one of the world's earliest celebrities. As his fandom grew, why was he eventually forced to buy a dog? I'll say that again. Hungarian composer Franz Liszt could be regarded as one of the world's earliest celebrities. As his fandom grew, why was he eventually forced to buy a dog? <laughs> it's just how you get... It, it's a lateral question. It just starts so normal and then drops <laughs> yeah. off a cliff right at the end. She goes, buying a dog. There's a, there's a, I love this question because it's got like that punchline at the end. Why was he eventually forced to... <laughs> buy a dog? What? Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've all done it. Just, you know, go about our daily lives. Oh, no, I've stubbed my toe. Got to buy a dog now. Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. I'm still feeding this one. <laughs> I mean, silly pets. Silly pets are common amongst A-list celebrities. Oh. oh. The puns have started. It's, oh, no. What I, what I like is that that was, that was what I call a golf clap pun. <laughs> it didn't get a laugh. It just got a. Oh, oh yeah, well, well, that's oh, solid. Yeah. A good one. List. I would like uh, to emphasise that I did not applaud. I groaned. <laughs> I would like to have that on record. That's the same thing for a pun, Dan. That's the same thing. <laughs> it was excellent, Lizzie. <sighs> so, I'm, I'm bringing back the motif. Let's list everything we know about. That was not a pun. By that was an accident. Let's <laughs> yeah, let's let's put on. We're, let's we're put on out a video there. call here, and everyone went. Has he just? Ooh. No. No. Uh, let's let's put out into the air everything we know about Franz Liszt. Composer. He played piano. Ah, oh, yeah. I was going to say that composer. I, I got there first, Lizzie. I know. <laughs> um, I want to say he was like a little bit before Chopin, because I whenever I listen to Liszt, it's like, oh, this sounds like it's it's like. Chopin, but not quite a sad. He's not. He's not quite a sad. Or is he first? Chopin definitely comes first because Chopin list. It, oh, the Chopin list. You've got to remember mm. what you put on your Chopin exactly, list. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh okay. God. So okay, you guys have all this great <laughs> oh. knowledge. This is what I need. Okay. So Chopin's first. List is just happier. You okay there, Tom? Yeah. Yeah, I'm coping. I'm coping. It's fine. I'm sorry. Do you need me to go? You're. You're not sorry. That's that's a blatant lie. Okay, so if he's a first celebrity, is he getting a bit of fan mail? Or, like, is he having... Have like you seen Sh List, by the way? Have you ever seen a... No. Like, there's a reason he should be a celebrity. Gorgeous. Oh. He's got, really? like, Fabio hair. He's wonderful. He just, I, I'd, I'd be a List fan if I saw him in concert. I'd be like, buy a dog! Buy a dog! <laughs> <laughs> With the exception of the buy a dog part, now you're starting to go down the right lines mm -hmm. here. Okay, List is hot. List has big piano hands. Uh, List is not quite as sad as Chopin. Um, and List had concerts. And List, he was, he was like the Andre Vieux of his time. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I will, I will say absolutely yes. Who's that? Andre Vieux? He's, he's the violin guy. He does a lot of, he's, he's a, he plays violin. Uh, everyone loves him. Be Plays violin, big flowing locks, same kind of, you know, yeah. same kind of stage appeal. Yeah, big list energy. Um, <laughs> so, so so was he so good looking he needed a distraction of a dog so that people looked at the dog and not him? It, it wasn't a guard dog, uh, so okay. it wasn't that sort of distraction, but he definitely had crazed fans. <laughs> and while it wasn't a distraction, Dan, that's vaguely starting to get to the right area. 
Was it a decoy? Because List had lovely flowing blonde hair. He got a golden retriever and he sat it in a chair. And everyone went, oh my God, it's List. And they ran over and he could sneak out the back of the concert hall. You are yeah? surprisingly close. It wasn't, again, no. not a distraction. Not a distraction. But... Was it a look-alike? Um, okay, okay. Dog Did the dog play piano? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've done my my list facts. You guys can take it home. Was the look of the dog important? Yes. Oh, yes. Mm. I, I couldn't tell you uh, what breed it was, but golden <laughs> retrievers are a pretty good guess, yeah. What does a dog do? Not very much. Eats, <laughs> sleeps, poops. Decoy is actually quite close. Not Not okay. quite the right word. But stand-in, decoy, something like that. Yeah. You've hit pretty much all the big uh, the big points Wait, here. Okay, so what if he's so famous that he now needs to be in more than one place at once? But he can't. He's only... He has to <laughs> obey the laws of physics. Are you saying so, he daft-punked everyone? <laughs> with a dog. With so, a dog? With a List dog. is not able to play the piano today, but here is his dog. Yeah. Have a think about what the fans might be like. Because we're talking the first mass celebrity. Oh, 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 wait, I have a thought. Do they all want locks of his hair? They all want locks <gasps> of his hair. Talk it through. Oh my God, the dog's got the same hair as him. He's shaving the dog. Or not shaving the dog. And <laughs> 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 putting it in envelopes back to fans, is he? Oh. Yep. Yet his fans were fainting, screaming, tearing their clothes to get closer to him on stage. They would clamour for any kind of souvenir. He got requests for locks of his hair. And rather than saying no, he bought a dog that had similar hair and palmed that off. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm so glad I remembered that List had lovely hair. Uh, some people say poodle, Pomeranian, something like that. I, Golden Retriever probably wouldn't have the right texture, but it's it's something like that uh, as substitute hair for List. They must think List stank of wet dog all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this this was not the 20th century, you know? Uh, yeah, everybody uh, stank of wet dog back then. Uh, the wet dog, yeah. <laughs> Each of our guests has brought a question with them, and we're going to start today with Lizzie. Take it away. An advertising campaign shows a Dacia Duster car with the registration plate MI808TH. Similar adverts show cars with different number plates, but with the same property. What is it? An advertising campaign shows a Dacia Duster car with the registration plate MI808TH. Similar adverts show cars with different number plates, but with the same property. What is it? Now, I'm sorry to say that I know the answer to this one. So, Bill and Dan, this <laughs> one's on you. Okay, good oh. luck, us. Okay. I don't know the answer to this one. <laughs> the Dacia Duster is apparently everyone's car in Iceland that has to go off-road occasionally. It just, like, meets the requirements 
for being able to go a little bit off-road legally. And it's the cheapest cheapest options for that. So uh, it's the first time driving anywhere I've gone, there's a lot of one model of car here. <laughs> like once you started mm. seeing them with the, the weird like X-shaped taillights, you're like, why are there so many of these? It's like, oh, because it can technically go off-road when it needs to. So just got good suspension or something. Just, then, a, or... Uh, just a dash adjuster fact there for you. Sorry. There just we a... go. There we are. Okay. Um, I'm going to assume. You, well, it's property. Property. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a different license plate for different cars, but that lends to them the same property. Uh, it seems, unless the, it's a complete red herring and the license plates are irrelevant. Uh, that would be wrong. Um, so, what does? M I eight O eight T H look like it's it looks like month. my eighty my 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 eight oh eight my bobs me bobs my bobs that's it because me bobs is the is the person who invented the Dacia Duster? Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> oh my God, you've got it! <laughs> but, Incredible, me bobs. <laughs> I have okay. A, I have a no, feeling a, they're just humouring us here. <laughs> yes, you haven't got it. I'm sorry. It's actually <laughs> entirely about 808 sequences, and you've got to have that. It's always just got a reference to some particularly mm. historic bit of electronic music. Again, I'm just I'm turn just your mic. Get out of here, Tom. You know the answer. <laughs> you stop mocking us. We're, Daniel, Daniel, we, yes, Daniel. Yes. We do a lot. Of, both of us do a lot of puzzles. Right. We're very puzzle focused people. Mm. What does MI808TH mean? It's got eight at the end. May is. Bob. May is. Yep. May hurt. is Bob. Um, That's it. All right, Lizzie. Yep. Did we, did we get it? <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> no, this is that also wasn't it. <laughs> is the fact that it's a Dacia Duster important here? Not really. Ooh, I really expected that to be yes. Okay. Except okay. that it's just a widely sold car around the world. Mm. Okay. So you have an ad. It gets published with. A car. Let's let's revise to a car, and it says MI eight zero eight or eight zero eight TH, and then a different ad will have a different license plate, but it but it's the same. It's it's the same in spirit, in essence, in heart. <laughs> you look like you solved. I just got it. It was something you said. I don't know what. I wasn't listening, but it was something you said. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> it was the word. It was just. I don't know what it was, but it was just. I think it may have been around the world that gave it away yes, to you. Yes, that Dan. would be good. Um, a clue. If this turns out to be wrong, it's going to be brilliant. So I was. What confused me about this question was why can it be other number plates? Because I thought it had to be this specific hmm. number plate. But if it. But um, you and I, Bill, we we live in countries that where you drive on the left. Ooh, but not everywhere yeah. drives on the left. Quite a few places mm. drive on the right. Quite a few. And so what if you want to make an advert that will work in both? And I think that's the key. So it is around the world. So what you could do, I guess, everything has to be flipped if you want to do it. Like, they drive on the other side of the road, but the steering wheel is also on the other side of the road. So if you have this number plate, if you flip oh. it, it still looks like a number plate because that because N, every yeah every letter has that symmetry that it can rotate across its vertical axis whatever verti- yes yeah yeah uh, m the- is still m i is still i eight o eight 
Yeah, but, the, but they'll be in the opposite order. Uh, they would, but of course they're not sort of valid number plates anyway, but they still make a number plate. That's so cool. So it still looked like letters. So you couldn't use, you couldn't use the number three because it would, wouldn't look right reversed. Hmm. It'll look like a backwards three. Mm. Yeah. So when you were saying about puzzles, Bill, that's, that's what got me onto puzzles. it. I mean, that's exact. And they only drive uh, past McDonald's as well because uh, the big M's are exactly the same. <laughs> that's it. But yeah, you got it. They, uh, the number plate can be flipped left to right for when they swap the advert over for other countries that drive on a different side of the road. I'm going to throw in a Ukrainian license plate fact here. Go for which it. Which is that Ukrainian license plates only use letters that appear in both the Roman and Cyrillic alphabets. Mm. Nice. Because they use Cyrillic, but also would like to be able to drive their cars into other European countries. Okay, yeah. So they just limit it to those letters. Brilliant. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you to Red Cree for sending in this question. When traveling, you might see the text, not hammer, underneath an actual hammer. Why? I'll say that again. When traveling, you might see the text, not hammer, underneath an actual hammer. Why? Is it cake? I've seen a lot of these <laughs> I've seen that show, yeah. Is it because it's a cake? Come on now. <laughs> We, we can't move on until you answer the question, because I think it's a cake. You need to let me know if it's a cake. <laughs> it's, it's, it is not cake. Uh, in fact, just next to it, there's a sign that says not cake underneath <laughs> a real cake. cake right? <laughs> that one's a hammer. Is there a long list of signs of things it's not? Not cat, not dog, not quantumly entangled cheese. I think on a molecular level, everything's quantumly entangled oh, cheese. Oh, no, here's a philosophical <laughs> debate. It is a hammer, and it's labelled not hammer. It is a hammer. It's labelled not hammer. Are we playing with, with homophones? Is it a hammer that you use to measure the speed of a ship? Uh, is it... It's a, like it's, it's a not hammer. It's like every time you go... Oh, not... Yeah. You know what? Yes, it is. K-N-O-T. And that's the answer. Yeah, like a K. Or is it like, well, you've got a knot, you need to untie it. Don't untie it, just hammer the knot. <laughs> when I brush my hair at night, I do the same, yeah. Just bang it all over. It solves the problem. It's not MC Hammer in a way, is it? <laughs> mm. Ironically, MC Hammer wasn't even Scottish. Or a hammer. <laughs> no, right. no. It's not an art thing. It's not an art thing. I think the question said, when travelling. Did it say when travelling? Yeah, where are we travelling? 
I mean, you do occasionally get those little hammers on like a train. To but but those are hammers, and I, I don't they remember it saying underneath "not a hammer." It is actually that type of hammer. Oh, well, not well. hammer. Does mm. it also say "do"? Does it say "do not hammer"? <laughs> and it's just. <laughs> I don't think even our question writers are jerks enough to to put something like that in a question. It does just say "not hammer." N O does N O T stand for something? N- something. Something, something. There's three words there. I couldn't swing, string three words together. It's all. It's two a.m. and I couldn't string three <laughs> words together. So someone else will have to do that for me. Thank you for being awake on Australian <laughs> hours for our European recorded podcast. It's a strange sign to have underneath something that is clearly a hammer because yes. it's confusing. Mm. 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 Not sure it is confusing. It's confused me. Well, Tom, <laughs> mm. are we in a are we in a place? Are we in a place where we're not? is referencing something local. Like, it, we're on the... Like, Not is a company that runs the buses in Finland. Oh, Nottingham. It's not Nottingham Hammer, is it? It's a Nottingham <laughs> Hammer. It's a Nottingham Hammer. Um, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> now you're starting to get a little bit closer. Travelling is more about where you are. It, it's mm-hmm. nothing to do with Nottingham. Oh, okay. But you're right to pick up on travelling. Normally, it's the sort of hammer that you only use in an emergency, sort of if there's been a, a, a train. Yes, it's exactly that kind of hammer. Is, is not Estonian for emergency? Yeah, it's not Estonia, but you're pretty much there. No. Not hammer. Eesh. Not hammer, one word, is the German for emergency hammer. Oh, oh it's a bloody oh. not hammer. It's a not hammer. It was a not hammer. We said it was going to be a not hammer, and it was. This hurts my head. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah, in, in German, not means distress. So emergency hammers, we'd say it would, be, it would be a distress hammer. It would be a not hammer. I would argue all hammers are distress hammers. <laughs> I don't like the implications of that statement. <laughs> I just have the, an image now of like a, a German ship lost at sea and it sends out like mayday and it gets really concerned it goes not it goes oh okay we'll leave you alone <laughs> Dan over to you for the next question a 1999 film features a prominent scene inspired by a collection of Japanese sushi recipes despite the text being extremely prominent no viewers noticed this at the time or even years later why A 1999 film features a prominent scene inspired by a collection of Japanese sushi recipes. Despite the text being extremely prominent, no viewers noticed this at the time or even years later. Why? Well, I'll tell you one film that was out in 1999 Mm. that I'm pretty sure it is. Is is it The Matrix for 1999? Was that The Matrix year? Oh, 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 it's the, it's the dick. It's the digital rain. The, the, the start of the Matrix has that code <gasps> yeah. coming down. Um, and I remember reading in the making of that it's some combination of numbers and random Japanese characters flipped and rotated that they just they just built a digital effect. Here's some Japanese text and some characters. And uh, is, it, is it the digital rain from the Matrix? It's, it's got a bit. It's exactly that. It's exactly that. Your 1999 movie knowledge 
is excellent. So production designer Simon Whiteley was asked to do the digital rain uh, and he looked through a Japanese cookbook uh, and uh, it was owned by his wife and he just scanned it in and they are heavily manipulated these katakana but they in the green rain scene they are taken from one of those cook cookbooks. I am I am nerdy enough to know not just the fact but the term digital rain. <laughs> yeah, impressive. <laughs> Right, next one's from me, folks. Good luck. The owner of a manufacturing business builds 10 identical bunkers to store his stock, even though one bunker is more than sufficient to store everything he needs. Why? And one more time, the owner of a manufacturing business builds 10 identical bunkers to store his stock, even though one bunker is more than sufficient to store everything he needs. Why? I'm going to take the literal meaning of stock. Was he, was he a <laughs> soup maker? <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to go with cattle or no. soup, soup or... Okay. Soup. Little stock cubes. Little stock cubes. Because yes. they're a little tiny. They're very concentrated. You do not need a lot of space. Could put more in the... Yeah. We're not talking about stock cubes, are we? It was 10 bunkers worth of, of veggies that got simmered down into one <laughs> bunker worth of bouillon. This was by Campbell's, wasn't it? Or something like that. He was the name of the person. God, I can't believe we got through two questions so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I couldn't tell you the name uh, of this one, but this is an anecdote uh, that was told personally to our question writer. Oh, that doesn't rule anything out. If, oh, dear. Oh, the question is, does, he's a wild man. Um, <laughs> and loves soup. We need to work out what the stock is, right? Mm, mm, yeah. And mm. that it suggests that maybe it's quite precious. It feels like someone's doing the cup trick with bunkers. Where you're like, what bunker is it in? Is it in this bunker? But with moving stuff about. So you never know where the stock mm. is. I mean, you're basically there. Are you kidding? I, you've, <laughs> you've more or less got it. It's 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 kind of the cup trick. I, I need to hear a bit more than that. Like, why would you do this? What might it be? But you're certainly along Ooh. the right lines. See, this is funny because this is good because now I can say my completely incorrect thought, <laughs> which was which is where I first went, which was that he's a manufacturer. He's a bunker manufacturer. That's that's his oh. job. And so he made all these bunkers. It's like, I only need one, but I'm going to make 10 because that's my job. I make bunkers. Uh, but then I realized he's actually just got a bunker of bunkers. Yeah, it's one big bunker full of little bunkers. And inside those um, smaller bunkers, tiny bunkers. Oh. Tiny little bunkers for a little mouse. <laughs> um, so <laughs> again, it's two a.m. Uh, so, uh, but okay, so we're much closer. So, so, so Lizzie basically got it with with where it's relevant that we don't know where the stuff is in the bunkers, yes. or maybe it's to distribute it rather than just have it all in one place to distribute it because it is valuable, whatever it is. Yeah, they're a manufacturer. And their stock is stored in a bunker, and it is oh. could be all be in one, but there's ten of them. Right. If accidents happen and one of those bunkers burnt down, you'd lose all your stock, right? So if you're like, where do I put my flammable items? <laughs> well, I shouldn't put them all in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually only one bunker in use at a time. Ooh, okay. Oh. I would think actually, Lizzie, uh <laughs> your choice might be a little bit better for what we're talking about here, uh, but apparently only one bunker in use time. Is it? Are we? Are we getting into like issues of national security? Are these like bunkers full of nuclear 
visible materials and things like that. Okay, way, way too far. Way, way <laughs> too far into the dangerous thing there. But, but still valuable. But along those lines, yeah. Okay. It, okay. It's not fissile material, but... Is it, the, is it the bomb from the Batman movie that he holds above his head and <laughs> runs around trying to throw, but he can't because there's like a marching band and then there's some ducks? Is it that? I mean, I'm tempted <laughs> to give you it as being close enough, honestly. <laughs> it's batarangs. Is it? Is it the the nuclear football? No, the, 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 something that uh, something that can activate something else. It's, you, you're close enough. I'm going to give it to you. It is. It's shotgun cartridges. But this could apply to anything that's sort of valuable and dangerous and must be locked down. You can't just have them hanging out on the shelves unless mm-hmm. you're in America, and we'll just skip past that. Uh, but like yeah. in most countries, you cannot just have these hanging out on the shelves. Okay, but why the bunker swap? Is it just is it just so that you don't have a exploding bunker, or is it to keep people from stealing them? It is to keep people from stealing them. Well, so they move it from bunker to bunker occasionally to obscure its its actual location. There are ten bunkers, and at any time, only one of them has the stock. So if you turn up as a thief, what happens? 10% chance, yeah, yeah, that you find it. A 10% chance that you pick the right one, a 90% chance that you are so distracted by trying to open the fake bunker that the police will arrive by the time you start on the second or the third. Oh my god, the film would be called Lock, Stock and Nine Empty Bunkers. Let's make it. <laughs> the, pro- the problem is once the bunk- once the, the police arrive, they then open eight bunker doors to reveal them all as empty and they say, do you want to switch bunkers? Or you have to steal from the one that you've already got. Always switch bunkers. Always switch bunkers. Bill, over to you for your question. All right. Wayne heads down to the gym in his plain grey tracksuit. Hey, how you been? asks his pal Bobby. I'm working out to toughen up for a new sport I've taken up, replies Wayne. Bobby says, I bet I can name the sport and the position you play. How? And one more time for you. Wayne heads down to the gym in his plain grey tracksuit. Hey, how you been? asks his pal Bobby. I'm working out to toughen up for a new sport I've taken up, replies Wayne. Bobby says, I bet I can name the sport and the position you play. How? It's a sports question, folks. I'm sure we have some listeners who are great with sports questions, but... I consider myself sport adjacent rather than sporty. Sport happens around me (laughs) and, and then I'm just there. Okay, so Wayne is wearing a plain grey tracksuit, which I'm sure will go... Sweat patches. If you're wearing grey, sweat patches are a problem. Yes. So there's your top tip. (laughs) Heading to the gym, so he's got to bulk up. Toughen up. Got to toughen up. So it's rare you would toughen up for, say, badminton. (laughs) (laughs) Or croquet. <laughs> Extreme Mad Max style badminton with an exploding <laughs> shuttlecock. But it may, might be he was wearing his... It, what it suggests to me, right, is that he put his, and I don't know the sporting word for this, uniform on <laughs> that he would maybe wear during the game. To So he's probably wearing his 
what do you call it? An outfit that like players wear when they play sports. A little clothes? costume. You're wearing your costume. sports costume to go. Uniform. I think you're fine with uniform. <laughs> yeah, you're wearing your sports uniform. Maybe all grey is this person's sports uniform. He's playing rugby for the All Blacks, uh, but unfortunately there was a terrible laundry me- mess up, <laughs> and the the tracksuit just went in with the the whites and the, no, the cricket mind. teams. Yeah. The sport, yeah, there we go. There we go. That joke from the nineteen seventies before we had modern detergents and washing machines, but never mind. <laughs> no. Oh, it's not that. No, it's not that one. <laughs> okay, Is the fact that he's going to a gym important in this instance? Yes. Okay. It is important that he's going to the gym. If they had had this conversation and he was going somewhere else, I don't know, maybe the Viennese opera, uh, it would not have been as relevant. <laughs> okay. Probably wouldn't have come up at all. Do we, do we have to know what type of gym it is? Is it a special gym? No, it's just a gym. It's going to a fitness Are first. Are there types of gym? Well, there's Jim James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to give an answer there. There's like CrossFit gyms and boxing gyms and, and all sorts like that, but it is just a generic gym. It's just a gym. He's going there to work out, get tough. Get tough. That's the... Pump iron. You've used that word tough, and the t- word tough was in the question as well. So he does say specifically, based on meeting, that he can name the sport and the position. Right, so so he must have something in this situation, this small little moment. I'm outside the gym. I'm wearing my tracksuit. I've got a bag with whatever in it. I'm um, I'm going in to get a workout done, and if someone says, "Hey, I can I know what sport you've just picked up. I know the position that you are." So what 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 could give that away? Is this someone incredibly famous? Uh, no, no, it's not famous. They they're not lying when they say they've only recently taken up the sport. Only recently Is taken he like- up. Is he doing something? Is he like opening a door or something like that? That and and what he's doing or how he's doing the action is giving it away. Like his arm is tired in a particular way or something like that. It's it's the right flavour of thought, but it isn't about an action that he's doing. <laughs> is it how he looks? As in, like if you pass a basketball team, I've never, I've not really passed many basketball teams, but they're all like <laughs> super tall. So you're like, you're probably basketball players. Again, the right the right flavour of thought, but no. If if you saw him somewhere else, you wouldn't think, "Oh, I know the position of a sport that that person plays." Oh, that's a shame. Because I was hoping he just got. I am now a running back for the NFL on his on his forehead as a tattoo. Yes, yes, uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. No, maybe maybe he's incredibly maybe he's incredibly small. So jockey, and the position is on top of top of the horse. That's the position. Yeah, (laughs) that is the correct position. You could try some other ones. No, it's not so much. It's not about his 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 physique, his stature. It's something that he has with him. So so he's going to have like an item of sporting equipment, isn't he? So in the case of badminton, it would be like a badminton racket. But you wouldn't take a badminton racket to the gym. Exactly, you wouldn't take other equipment to the gym. But you might take something like your car keys. So he's taken up motorsport, and he's got this driven there in his Formula One car. Position. Seventh. <laughs> it, is ever, it is millions and billions of dollars Formula One car. Keep going. What, what do you take to the gym? Bottle of water. Towel. Towel. Shoes. Your shoes might give it away. Ooh. One of those three things you've listed <laughs> is the relevant object. That has not helped. The water bottle, the towel, or the shoes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You can call it- if it's towel, he's like, 
a swimmer. (laughs) (laughs) That's a freestyle towel. (laughs) Butterfly towel looks good. Backstroke looks good. Anyway. What? (laughs) Uh, The shoes? It's got to be the shoes, surely. Yeah. This is so tough as a leap. I'm even going to give you it's the water bottle. Ooh. It's the water bottle. No. What? How could a water bottle tell you both what sport someone plays and the position they're in? Oh, um, it could be something like rugby where they're in a scrum and, because they have to wear a mouth guard for mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. the water bottle cap is chewed. Uh, you know the thing you, when you squirt the... I don't know what the... There has to be a name that is not nipple for the thing <laughs> on the end of the water bottle that you squirt the water out of. Teat, but can I think of it? it? <laughs> that's That's worse. That's worse. Um, the, Nobbly bit. It's, it's just kind of gummed rather than chewed. It's got a weird top that they sort of squeeze the water bottle and then they get the water through that rather than having to, you know, unscrew a lid or do anything oh, like that. Yes, because if you have to wear a helmet or something like that, you have to like spray the water through the helmet rather or, than... Or a straw. You are... So, so close. And the only thing I'll say is I'll give you, give you, because I could call it here, but I'm not gonna. What I'm going to say is obviously mouth guard could be a whole number of positions. A, a not like a, like a gridiron helmet could be a whole number of positions. This is something like that, that only one member of a team would wear that you can be like, that's it. I know your position. Oh, like it could be a particular goalkeeper of a something or a hockey, hockey goalkeeper. Hockey goalkeeper. Because you have to wear the helmet and giant gloves, which means that hockey goalkeepers have to have a unique kind of water bottle. So it's not so much about the gloves. It's that it's a full face mask. It completely covers. It's only got a little mouthpiece. And there is a uniquely hockey goalkeeper water bottle. And for people at home, I would encourage you to look it up. It's like if you took a water bottle and then you took what Tom loves to call the nipple of the water bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a better word. Give me a better word and I will use it. There's not one. Thank you. You've made your case. (laughs) Um, So it just goes on and on and on and on. It's just, it's like they always have an inbuilt straw. It is the, the, the tip of the water bottle just goes on and on and on. It's this very, very long thing. So you can put that into the face mask of the hockey, of your of your hockey goalkeeper mask and still drink from your water bottle. Wow. And that's the water bottle he mm-hmm. brought to the gym. Thanks to some very quick answers in there, we have unlocked the shiny bonus question. Ooh. So what is sometimes protected with a nail-to-nail insurance policy? What is sometimes protected with a nail-to-nail insurance policy? Nail-to-nail. Nail-to-nail. So we've got to work out what type, what nails are. Are they fingernails? Are they building nails? Are they? These are, this is a, this is a lifelong guarantee on acrylic nails. They'll go from the (laughs) first time they put on your nail right into the last nail goes in your coffin. Wow. That's the length. You'll have them from nail to nail. Wow. It is one of those types of nails. (laughs) I mean, it, it must, is it a a nail that you have a, it's a nail that you hammer in. Right. So, then, but okay. w- which, is it a hammer or is it a distress? <laughs> oh, it's a not, not hammer. It's not, it's not hammer. hammer. <laughs> so it's, we're talking about nails. 
Are we talking about coffins? I don't think so. We're not talking I'm, about maybe. coffins. <laughs> oh, I, I, I kind of thought we were. Okay. I thought maybe we were talking about coffins. I thought I was, I was onto something. I don't think you nail them shut these days. Is, do, do they get... Just the, the, uh, because what if... They, it does happen that sometimes people do come round in a coffin, so... Do they not always need to be slightly open or something? Like an emergency exit? No, I've seen Kill Bill. They just punch it over and over again from the inside. Ah, right, okay. Um, Also, that's how the zombies get out. We should keep them. Oh, good point. Yeah. Okay, so... But probably buildings rather than coffins. So, uh, nail to nail. From the first nail that you put into the last... uh, A hammer. Uh... What was the wording of the guarantee? A nail-to-nail something or other? Insurance policy. Are both nails in this case nail-nails? Yes. Okay. It's from one nail to another nail of the same type. It is from one nail to another nail. The extent of a building which is covered by an insurance policy? No, you're not between the nails. We can't Mm. cover that. Oh, it's not like um, a bridge then. Is it like a bridge? Ooh. Oh, that's rivets in it. Mm. Ain't it no? Oh. <laughs> the nail is not part of the object. Ooh. Okay. I have an object. Unrelated, I have two nails. Mm-hmm. And I will ensure you from nail to nail and down the mountainside. So what do I... How do I... How do I get these nails to be relevant to an object? <laughs> I, I I used to live in Bristol, and there is something outside the Bristol town hall. I think where are there are giant nails in the ground. We used to people people used to pay on the nail. Is it anything to do with that? Used to pay on the nail. They're giant sort of metal nail like structures, uh, and it's where trade used to be done. Uh, and so that's sort of if you pay on the nail, you pay exactly. That is where you would pay. So maybe it was the start of an insurance thing around the Bristol area or something like that. That's going to be very specific for this show. It is going to be very specific. It is just two regular nails, two regular hardware nails. And is it in time? Is it the first nail to some building happened to the last nail? And you are insured from the time that what the first one goes in to the last one. But they're one not part of in. the object. They're not part of oh. the object. They're not, they were not hammering them into the, to the, to the object itself. The object is going to be important here, isn't it? Yes, the object yeah. solves the entire thing. Yeah, Sorry about the that. Okay. The, and the object is... Is it like a ship? Have a think about some other things you might do with nails other than like constructing a building. You would put them in your teeth to look like you're in the middle of constructing a building. <laughs> like uh, a no, you, you've, that's like a class. If you need an archetypical person who's like doing some wood, you put two nails in the corner of their mouth oh, okay, and then they've got yeah. a hammer in the hand. Like, oh, I've got work to do. <laughs> um, that's what they're like. <laughs> okay, what else do you do with nails? You build, you... They're um, made for building. There's nothing else you can do with a nail. Nothing in the physical world. Oh, there is definitely... Definitely something else in the physical world you can do with a nail that is not just constructing a building or a ship. When you're, when you're training uh, classical Japanese martial arts, uh, a lot of them involve uh, shuriken jutsu, throwing shuriken, right? And other than the, 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 the throwing stars that people often picture, which is a senban shuriken, uh, there's also bo shuriken, which are long 
basically nails. And often in modern practice, if you want, if you want to train that, you can go down and you can buy roofer's nails and you can practice throwing roofer's nails uh, as a, as please, a please version do of not, Shuriken. Do not try this um, at home. I'm just going <laughs> so, to say that. Just put that little so, disclaimer in there. Is it Kids, is it is no. it uh, a target for for the practice of shuriken in traditional Japanese martial arts? Insured from nail to nail. No. You... Oh well, that's I was close. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Both nails are in a wall. Oh, so you're putting pictures up? That is oh. the other thing that you can do with nails. You can hold things up. So, it, so the, it, we're, if we're in the art world, then it's sort of got to designate an area in which a picture oh. is insured. It's it's for like transport of a picture from one nail to the other. When we take it off this wall and put it on that wall, uh. spot on. Nail to nail coverage means that it's covered as soon as it's removed from one gallery wall, all the way through to when it's up on the final gallery. It's what's taken out for loan of paintings and things like that between galleries and museums. Amazing. And with the power of editing, that was our first guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One last order of business then. Wider signs saying beware of pickpockets often encourage pickpockets to hang around those areas. I asked that to the audience at the start. I'm going to give the answer in a minute, but does anyone want to take a quick shot? Has anyone heard this story? Yeah, I know this one. Yeah, take it. I do. You, you see the sign, it says, wear pickpockets. So you tap your wallet to see if someone has pickpocketed it. And then a pickpocket goes, I know where his wallet is. And then they take it. Spot on. If you ever see one of those signs, it's a really bad time to check if your wallet is still there because someone might be looking to see where you keep it. With that, thank you very much. Congratulations to all of our players for running the gauntlet today. Uh, what's going on in your lives? Where can people find you? We will start with Dan. You can find me on Twitch at QuizzyDan. I do a few streams every week with uh, games, quizzes and puzzles. Bill. Uh, check out ConsumeThisMedia.com for Escape This Podcast, Solve This Murder and anything else that we ever do. And Lizzie. Uh, find me at Degrees of Error on some socials. And if you want to know more about this show, you can do that at lateralcast.com, where you can also send in your own listener questions. You can find us at Lateralcast in the increasingly devastated wasteland of social networks. And you can catch video highlights at youtube.com slash lateralcast. Thank you very much to Lizzie Skipiak. Thank you. Bill Sunderland. Thank you. Daniel Peake. Thank you very much. I've been Tom Scott, and that's been Lateral. <laughs>